this is happening. Those were the only three words I could think of as I sat in the back seat of an SUV owned by one of the most powerful criminal defense attorneys in Washington, D.C. As his driver negotiated the streets around the federal courthouse, my lawyer, David Shirtler, who looked straight out of central casting in a perfectly tailored suit and blow-dried hair, rode shotgun. The driver cautiously, slowly, and deliberately drove, making lefts and rights, then hitting bursts of gas. Am I in Boys in the Hood? Are we doing a drive-by here? The driver turned left, then right, fast and slow. There, right there, David shouted, pointing to a side entrance that appeared to be a reporter-free zone. The SUV darted forward, and the driver slammed on the brakes. No, this is happening. Let's go, David shouted. We jumped out, but immediately from around corners, from across the street and from parked vans, a mob of reporters wielding microphones as if they were knives, and cameramen aiming shoulder-fired missiles rushed toward us like a pack of wild dogs. My attorney hopped out of the car and became an NFL lineman. As if he were protecting Peyton Manning, David threw himself directly at a Fox News producer I knew well, Chad Pergram. Chad had started to say, Congress! but was cut off before he could get out, man Radle. Even though I felt numb, I thought to myself, God bless David Shirtler. He was doing what is ingrained in the DNA of criminal defense attorneys. Protect the client, deflect as much as possible. I whispered to him, calm down, it's okay. Okay? Far from it. I was the first United States representative in the history of Congress to have been arrested for cocaine possession. And my day in court was quickly becoming the kind of circus you only see on Bad Lifetime movies. Then, as if it couldn't get any more bizarre, enter TMZ. First, a little background. Soon after entering Congress, I became known in the press as the hip-hop conservative. I do not rap, I did not call myself this, and I didn't get the nickname because of a love for money, gangs, pimping, or any other ignorant stereotype you may place on hip-hop. I earned this label because I made it a point to do whatever I could to reach out and spread a conservative message to people from all walks of life. I always believed the best way to connect with people and have engaging conversations was to find common ground, so I never shied away from sharing my love of movies, sports, and music, and especially my love of hip-hop. Plus, I was sick and tired of Republicans playing almost exclusively to one demographic, angry old white dudes. Yes, I'm a white guy but I'm certainly not angry. And even though I was one of the youngest members of Congress at 36, I thought I had quite a bit of experience under my belt culturally and professionally. I made every effort to bond with Democrats in the House. And when it came to sharing a conservative message with the public, I did it in atypical ways. I utilized social media like no other member. Once on a flight from Florida to Washington, I reviewed a new Jay-Z album in its entirety live on Twitter. This was some really out-of-the-box stuff and it received playful and positive recognition from the media and Republican Party leaders. The majority whip then, Kevin McCarthy, who understood the importance of breaking out of our small, narrow world and appealing to a diverse crowd, was one of the most supportive. He shared my style with others, hoping more Republicans would go beyond our dying GOP demographic. Somewhere between, I just retired, and it's time for me to leave this planet now. What's up, hip-hop conservative? yelled some guy who I figured had to be from TMZ, the infamous tabloid website, which I'd heard was trying to make a name for itself in Washington. Among the dozens of reporters, photographers, and random gawkers, this guy got smack in my face with a camera and began drilling me. You get a shipment in from Hova? Let me translate. 
Hova is a nickname for rap artist and business mogul Jay-Z, who used to sell drugs, allegedly. Then he shouted, yo, Trey Dog, you hooking up with Lamar Odom? Translation, are you hanging out with the NBA star who has had very public struggles with illicit substances? He hook you up, dog? You run his stuff through the house? Translation, capital H, as in House of Representatives, not the old school hip-hop in the house. To this day, I don't know if those questions ever made it on air or if I cracked a smile during one of the most terrible moments of my life. More barking continued. Congressman Radel, Congressman Radel. We bolted into the courthouse. My attorney stood shoulder to shoulder with me as security led us to a holding room. With my heart racing, I had a minute to sit down, catch my breath, and collect my thoughts. That happened. This is happening. David Shirtler put his hand on my shoulder and slid into the seat next to me. Would you like some water, he asked. I managed to get out, please, with a mouth drier than the Sahara. Here's what's going to happen, he said. As sick and narcissistic as it sounds, I was thinking about my image, literally my image on video, as we walked into the packed courtroom. Physically, I looked fine. That wasn't the issue. Heck, I looked better than I had a month before. Shortly after my bust, I had stopped drinking, so I was less bloated. But with all the stress, I'd also stopped eating, so I dropped quite a few pounds fast. Now I was thinking, sure, I might look a little better than a few weeks ago, but I do not, not, not want video of me hanging my head in court to run all over the world. Right there, facing drug charges in federal friggin' court, I asked, David, there will be no cameras in the courtroom, right? Striking an empathetic tone, he replied, that's right, Trey, it's federal, so no cameras, not from reporters or the courtroom itself. Does that mean I'll get one of those weird court sketches? Yes, but you'll look much more handsome, he said with a smile. It's awful to have these kind of thoughts, but when you live your life in the public spotlight, it's part of the deal. Concern over image, brand, and appearance become instinctive. Any politician who tells you that he doesn't think about brand and image has thought out precisely how to say he doesn't think about brand and image in a way that makes this part of his brand and image. Superior Court Judge Robert Tignor knew he had a high-profile case and that the sentence he handed down would be scrutinized by the public and the press. Too heavy? Come on, you're just making an example out of someone who wouldn't have hurt anyone but himself. Too light? Off with your head. You let him off because he's a congressman. 